Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Everybody, I'm Kevin and I'm John and this is six degrees of Schwarzenegger the podcast where we take a long hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of <laughs> Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre friends and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. John, how you feeling? Hey, my brother, I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling great. I am uh, sipping on a little Sweetwater 420, Delicious. Atlanta's flagship. Uh, I wish that I could have some Sweetwater 420, but it's hard to find in Houston, Texas, right now. Um, mm. In its place, I'm having a little more uh, Wilderness Trail single barrel delicious bourbon whiskey from the great state of Kentucky. <laughs> I should stick to bourbon when we do Arnold flicks because I feel like he's a bourbon kind of a man. He's a bourbon or scotch. I feel like Arnold. Yeah. He's a brown liquor guy. Yeah. Although, you know, and being cigars. the Austrian, he's probably has a soft spot for beer as well. Beer. You know what? He actually, I know this to be true. This Arnold Schwarzenegger really likes schnapps. Real. What flavor? I don't even know, but I know there was the story of um, when he was doing Conan the Barbarian and he, they had his ass out there pushing that big wheel, the wheel of pain. Yeah, yeah. Around like, in the snow and everything yeah. like that. He's in a, like a loincloth in the snow pushing this shit. And they said they were just giving him shots of schnapps between every take to try to keep warm. And he was just pounding him. So he was drunk off his ass while he was pushing that wheel around. This is something that I don't know the answer to. I know that there are several different flavors, peppermint schnapps, yeah. peach schnapps, apple schnapps, schnapps, schnapps. What is, is there a baseline schnapps or is it just a method mm. of distilling the liquor? The liquor. I'm, Google, I'm Googling because I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I'm now I'm curious because, yeah, it seems like it's probably like vodka or something where they make all the flavors, but yeah. is there schnapps? Or if it is, is it like, it's like Grand Marnier is a specific kind of liquor or yeah. Dizarono is an amaretto liqueur or, you know, stuff like that. Like what is, and if you're bothered by me saying liqueur that way, fuck you. He doesn't mean that he's just drunk. Um, <laughs> it says a strong alcoholic drink resembling gin and often flavored with fruit. Interesting. So I guess there is a non-flavored schnapps that just tastes like schnapps. <laughs> yeah, it, it tastes like schnapps tastes. I wonder if it's like for gin, it's juniper. I wonder what schnapps's base like flavoring agent is when it's not I'm, flavored. I'm popping the Wikipedia open because I want to know Ew. what it's what it's distilled from. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. Wheat. One would imagine schnapps or schnapps 
is a type of alcoholic <laughs> beverage that may take several forms, including distilled fruit brandies, herbal okay. liqueurs, infusions, and flavored liqueurs made by adding fruit, spices, uh, or artificial flavoring to neutral grain spirits. Oh, this sounds like, have you ever had um, soju, Korean? It's no. a Korean liquor. This sounds a lot like that. It most like when you're just having baseline soju to me it tastes like vodka which i'm not a huge fan of unless it's just in the dirtiest martini that you can make but soju is um like the practice of making it and distilling it is heavily infused with like lots of different kinds of flavors so that's what schnapps sounds like to me but yeah as you say i've never heard of it not being flavored um let's see what flavor do you hope Arnold was drinking on the set of Conan? Oh, peach, I think, apple, yeah, peppermint. I think, peppermint. <laughs> mm, I'm going to say he was doing peach. I hope he was because I feel like I could drink some peach schnapps and be okay with it. But yeah, peppermint schnapps sounds gross. Sounds nasty. Well, I mean, I love peppermint, but yeah, you yeah, me too, wanna, but I don't want to drink, drink it. Drink it. Yeah, Whoa. maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this thing doesn't say what what it's made from as far as like what grain or anything like that. A neutral grain spirit. It probably what if that means then, you can use any number of things. Yeah, rice, wheat. If it's a European spirit, I would imagine it's wheat. But all that to say Arnold drinks schnapps, but we like to think of him as being a brown liquor guy. Yes. Am I right? I imagine him. He's got the stogie and he's got a nice glass of scotch. Always. That's the Arnold I want to. No, I don't want to think of an Arnold drinking peach schnapps, <laughs> drinking, <laughs> drinking apple teenies. <laughs> Delicious apple teenies. Um, I guess we should kick off this episode. Chapter this four. Is the penultimate. <laughs> <laughs> penultimate episode of Running Man. The Running Man. Which means next It is ultimate. the running man, right? Or is it, it running is, man? It is the running man. I think it's widely known in the culture, though. People just call it running man. Yeah. Right? It takes a it's long like time a, to say the. It's like the first Terminator is the Terminator, but people right. just call it Terminator. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Why? or would you see it listed in um, like a bibliography? It's, it's Terminator comma the <laughs> it's ubiquitous it's like That's there's right. no there's no confusion when you just say terminator people know exactly when you say running man people know what the hell you're talking absolutely. about absolutely absolutely oh my gosh and that's what so, we're talking about welcome to the fourth installment yes. an ultimate installment of running the running man series here on yeah. six degrees of schwarzenegger um uh, i will try to catch us up real quick basically uh schwarzenegger plays the character ben richards who was wrongfully uh he was sort of framed for a mass murder that he didn't commit mm-hmm. um, by the evil evil government he's been forced to enter this running man game show along with some prison friends of his named laughlin and wise he also met up with a girl named amber who works for the network who's Mm -hmm. sort of comes to believe that he's actually innocent and finds proof that he's innocent. So she's also captured and sent into the, sent into the running man game format. Um, And where we catch up with them now, they've killed off one stalker named sub zero. And now they're being hunted by a couple more stalkers named uh, buzzsaw and dynamo. We should mention if you're not familiar with the format of the running man game show, think American gladiators, but people die. People die for real. Instead of getting tagged with tennis balls and just getting 
tackled to the floor if you're playing Powerball. It's not unlike anything you would have seen in the movie Gladiator where they're, you know... True story, yeah. A few gladiators fighting against, you know, these slaves fighting against professional-type gladiators. Right, right. um, But this is being played out on a much larger stage and it's televised and everything like that. Oh, and the game is rigged. 100%. The yeah. yeah the yeah. the the running men are not supposed to the contestants are not supposed to make it out alive. Yeah, they're sort of being they're being tracked biometrically, and so they think they can hide, but they really can't. I think so. So we pick up. Yeah, we're they're being pursued by Dynamo and Buzzsaw, um, and they've been separated. So Richards and Laughlin are sort of they run into this warehouse they're hiding and when inside we get like a weird like soundscape um they can hear killian talking and they can hear a crowd cheering but there's also a woman screaming it's very sort of nightmarish and unsettling it seems um, like a pretty bad indication that they're, yeah, <laughs> that they're, they're not safe in there. <laughs> correct. Floodlights <laughs> suddenly come on and Buds, Buzzsaw rides at him on his motorcycle. Um, Buzzsaw's Loughlin, thing is that he wields a couple of chainsaws, like a chainsaw in each hand. And they look sort of custom made, right? They're like chromed out looking chainsaws. Yeah, they gave, as me. they were introducing him earlier, they gave a big description about his chainsaws. Now they can cut through flesh, bone, and steel. They're mm. like special whatever. They're made extra, extra strong. They got that diamond chain on them, I guess. I don't know. Something, something um, like that. Well, as Buzzsaw comes riding at them, um, Helter Skelter, Laughlin shoves Richards to safety and is wounded. And it hurts me just seeing and hearing it because it, I mean, it sounds like he got ripped up. Um, Richard can't really dr- tell where it hit him or if it hit him in the shoulder, if it hit him yeah. around the neck. I don't know, but yeah, we just know that he's been tagged. Richards drags yeah. him out of the way, but Buzzsaw in that moment lassos Richards <laughs> with like, like a bolo or something and drags him around. The bolo looks like it's made from like the metal hose that your kitchen sink is made of. Like, okay. <laughs> like the, the hose on the kitchen sink. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. How it's, it's like, it has that look of like braided almost yeah, like, like braided stainless steel or braided okay. aluminum or something. I don't know. Something that's not going to rust obviously, but that's what the, the cord looks like. Um, and we were talking about this earlier that if that's not Arnold getting dragged around, then that stunt guy looks just exactly like him because it looks like Arnold's getting whipped around at least for yeah. part, at least for part of the action where he's like holding on to it and getting dragged a few feet. It would not have been. Yeah. They had some close ups, some close ups that were definitely Arnold, but yeah. I assume he was riding on like a sled or something for those shots, you know, okay. not being directly sense. dragged. But um, man, those Adidas suits like can take a beating. Yeah, that's he good is fabric. This thing would shred <laughs> leather or anything else, but yeah. when he he sort of he gets free of this and his and his suit looks more or less the same as before. Right, that's high quality fabric, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. which we're made to think Adidas. Uh, they make a quality product. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well-placed uh, product placement. I like, for sure. I like the cut to the wealthy people back at ICS watching in their like studio uh, yeah. VIP room is very reminiscent of Hunger Games. It's all very, very oh, similar. Shit. Right? Like the, one per- like the 1% watching the gladiators in the arena. Let's just say, let's just say Hunger Games probably ripped this off. I feel comfortable saying that. Defin- yeah, we definitely can. Post-apocalyptic future game show, most popular thing in the world. People yeah. like watching people be hunted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back in the studio, 
Killian is doing that thing that he does where he showers <laughs> the audience with prizes. You said the dude's name is Leon, right? Showering Leon, with, yeah, with Leon. I like that one of them is like the, the, the board game version of the show you get to yes. take home and play. Um, there was, but, yeah, there, it's, it's bonkers to me that this, yeah, that like there's a game in which people are losing their lives and these audience members are just like fucking pumped up for board games and home videos of this. Yeah, there's there's a segment of the American, well, the, a segment of the world population that would be very into a game show where people died. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> back, back to the action, though. We, we digress. Richards is able to snag the lasso on an exposed piece of rebar. And, yeah. and Buzzsaw kind of gets ejected from his motorcycle. That's a cool stunt, too, by the way. That stunt yeah, looks awesome. Yeah, getting thrown off the motorcycle. That stunt yeah, that looks pretty badass. solid. That's um, pretty solid. And then uh, we get cut from that action over to Weiss and Amber, um, who Weiss finally finds what he's looking for. We should mention that right before they all got separated, Weiss had deduced and sort of come up with the, the idea that the satellite uplink is not in space or in a different location. It's in mm. the arena, which is a bonehead move on ICS's part, we think. Um, and, and so Weiss <laughs> yeah. has been look, looking yeah. around for the uplink. He kind of thinks it's in this area and he finally finds what he's looking for. And it's like this box, like this mainframe, and he starts hacking. Yeah, <laughs> like the resistance, the rebels, whatever you want to call them. Basically, their their big drive, their motivation is they want to knock ICS off the air because it's basically like the twenty four seven government run propaganda network. It's brainwashing the kids. So that's been their motivation this whole time. Is we got to find where it is they're transmitting from so we can knock them off the air and like uplink our own feed or whatever right. it is. Yeah, Mick Mick played by Mick Fleetwood um, <laughs> will like reverse the feed and maybe start pumping in some positive resistance propaganda. Maybe a little Fleetwood sure. Mac tunes. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow <laughs> is definitely going to be the first song that they play. Uh, I love um, it. I love the bit from Weiss. Great hexagonal decode system. Yeah. Okay. okay Weiss. All right. How far fetched is it that there's a decode system based on just like aligning some shapes and shit? I have no clue, but that. Uh, yeah, he gets down there and he gets to hack it, man. Like whatever he, it is, he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I he guess. says it's not impossible, but it is going to take some time because okay. of course it is. That makes sense. Um, meanwhile, back at the ranch, Richard stalks up to Buzzsaw's motionless <laughs> meanwhile, body. Meanwhile, back at the ranch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like, I thought during the whole with Weiss, like, Amber was just a chatterbox. Like, she is just talking and talking she's a mile super, a minute. super, super, well, she's, we sort of already established that that's what she does. She did, you think, she like, was a nervous talker? Yeah, she was doing that with Richards when she was, uh, like, uh, tied up to her workout machine at home. <laughs> I would listen to anything she had to say, though. I, in, I, in I really any, I was any, a big Amber fan. In any language, really. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I only speak a little Spanish, but um, anyway, yeah, <laughs> Richard stalks up to Buzzsaw's motionless body. Buzzsaw, it's like every horror movie. Yeah. Like, it, oh, he must be dead. <laughs> why not would you just grab something heavy and bash him about the head? I, yeah, there's no reason to creep up slowly, yeah. like just tiptoe up to him. Like, yeah. just do it quick if you're going to run up on him. Grab a chainsaw, crank that shit up, and cut him to death. But Buzzsaw <laughs> predictably springs to life and begins mm -hmm. grappling with Richards and trying to saw him because yes. he's got that extra chainsaw. 
Um, the two are struggling for Ooh. control of the chainsaw. The viewers love this. They are losing their minds with bloodlust <laughs> over this action. Um, Chainsaws are scary, are they not? Like just the I, thought of it. Yeah, the thought of that chain touching you. Oh my god! I have a a good friend um, who I've worked with a lot as a singer. She owns like a theater and opera company up in the UP of Michigan. Uh, where if you've never been up to the UP of Michigan, you are missing the fuck out. Get oh, up there as soon as you get. can. Oh man, it is, it is amazing. And just like nestled there between all the great lakes and stuff. There's so much to do and it's beautiful. But her husband is a no lie, legit lumberjack. And oh, he shit. is, he has told me, and he looks like what a lumberjack should look like. He's just this giant guy, <laughs> big beard. Um, but he, he has told me stories about how like, like chainsaws ripping into knots and wood and kicking back out and like hitting him in the leg or, yeah. and like, and having to go like having to shut down operation for like, I got to stop cutting down trees and go get stitched up. So uh, yeah, the, my the very thought, uh, I got a story of my this is not me, but my brother-in-law was trying to cut something that was sort of close to a chain link fence mm-hmm. and the, and the chainsaw touched the chain link Ugh. and just kicked back on him and, and hit him in the shin. And he ga- took a big gash that Yikes. he had to go get stitched up. Yeah. Those things Don't are like no it. joke. Um, I thought they did a really good job of casting buzzsaw. Oh, the dude is awesome. He's like is bigger than Arnold. Yeah. He, you know, he's he, like, he's that can, same kind of metrics, like strongest man in the world competition. Like mm-hmm. there's so much muscle. He doesn't, uh, he's not cut, but he is strong as hell. Like you can believe that this is someone who could overpower Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, I don't know what Arnold could bench press or deadlift at any given time because I don't have access to that information, but we know that Buzzsaw probably, it's probably a modified motorcycle, but can lift a motorcycle over his head that probably weighs what? 300 pounds. Oh yeah. 250 pounds, something like that. So, but then, so in this exchange, as Buzzsaw pushes the saw towards Richards, (laughs) we get the Richards. I love this saw. This saw's <laughs> part of me. And I'm going to make it part of you. Okay. Like, the hubris got him. Uh, and it, what's the number one rule, baby? <laughs> Never give in to hubris. Never stop fighting till the fight is done. Yeah. <laughs> don't um, be, uh, yeah, don't be Ray Jackson. Be Frank Dukes. He doesn't know what, <laughs> Ray Jackson doesn't know what kill means. <laughs> he doesn't um, know what dead means. Uh, but but yeah, then, so at that, at that moment, that's when Richard sort of starts now overpower Buzzsaw. Yeah, right. And they're slowly, him. ever so slowly wrestling over the chainsaw. He's moving the blade in between Buzzsaw's legs. I like he just brings it up between his legs, but goes Ooh. all the way up. It's like, that's all right. Keep it. <laughs> the line, the, the kiss off line from Ben Richards. It's gruesome. Like the blood splattering oh, all over Buzzsaw's this face. High pitched screaming from Buzzsaw. Well, it's like as the, as the Buzzsaw, <laughs> as the chainsaw goes through his dick and we presume like <laughs> that it, Saws, I guess it got the femoral artery, so he's bleeding out. Mm, it's comedic, I think but it it's cut, still... It cut his dick directly in half, <laughs> length, lengthwise, and it went between both balls. Like, it was a perfectly symmetrical cut. I like that. Interesting. Yeah, I can get, I can get behind that. Um, but he did let a high-pitched... Uh, we should also mention that at this point, 
Ben Richards would be absolutely soaked in another man's blood. That Adidas suit would be at that. This this (laughs) suit would be covered in gore, in flesh, in uh, ball. In testicle. I, oh God! I feel like Buzzsaw could have taken his finger off the trigger any time, right? Just stop. Like once he started losing the battle, the the, the battle of strength, he could have just let the, go of the chainsaw and let it let the blade stop. And yeah, probably cut off. It's probably got a, a kill on it anyway. So yeah, yeah, the crowd back in the studio is shocked. We get stunned silence, oh. a, la, a la when Sub Zero died. They've never seen any shit like this before. While this is happening, Kevin, your boy Weiss is playing a very rudimentary video game, <laughs> Try, <laughs> trying to get the code to take over the ICS feed. Um, yeah. And he and he's like telling Amber, hey, memorize these numbers, do something. Do you think, do you, think you could do that? Remember them in, in the heat of battle like that? I, I would have been stooped over like writing them in the dirt, probably just to be safe. And then repeat it to yourself a bunch of times. Yeah. But the yeah, it's code, not easy. I'll just say it's not an easy code to remember. 18, 24, 61, B, 17, 17 again, and then four. Yeah. I just feel like, okay, I could feel like I could hold it for 10 seconds. But now if you're running around being chased by Dynamo, I feel like that code is going to exit my mind pretty yeah, quickly. I, I, I would have been looking around for, I mean, they don't have a pen. So yeah, I don't even know what I would yeah, do. That'd be like just tough or like grab something and what etch it into your skin. I in have your flesh. Yeah. In your, <laughs> oh. um, so just, <laughs> just as the last number four pops up, Ooh. dynamo hits Weiss and Amber with some of his patented electricity powers. Yes. How, I mean, it's sort of reminiscent of, the third storm in big trouble in little China, like the ability oh. to like channel electricity. You know what I mean? I love it. Um, Ray, Raiden or uh, he's sort of like Raiden. Yeah. Or electricity gremlin from gremlins too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> electricity. Or if, if you want to go super uh, deep cut um, for a while, for whatever reason, DC comics went off the rails and Superman was like made of electricity. For like electricity high, for like a hot oh, he second was in the, made in the, of electricity. Like he was he, like, yeah, like he was blue. Mm. Like he looked like the electric gremlin from like he was blue <laughs> electricity. And the, the S on his chest was all like a lightning bolt. Anyway, Weiss. Oh, gets, wait, we left out the most famous electricity thrower, the emperor. Ah, uh, good. Emperor Palpatine. Good. <laughs> good. Yes. <laughs> I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite <laughs> operational when your friends arrive. Um, oh, Weiss, Weiss, it turns out, gets the brunt of that electricity, and by Weiss, it, he dies. That they sucks killed him for quick. Weiss. That's yeah, one he, shot, and you're done. Yeah, he's not a big guy. He's not a lot of muscle mass. Maybe he has a weak heart. Who knows? Weiss dies. <laughs> the delivery of the line right before he hits Weiss is effective. All you do is you sort of see the lights approaching. He says, come to me, my love. It's very creepy. Dynamo is a creepy dude, right? Everything about the character is so unsettlingly weird. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. From his, the wardrobe to the weird sexual energy that he's putting off. The fact that he's an opera singer. I just don't get it. I, I like the maybe thinking that maybe he was cast and then on his resume, the producers are like, Oh, you're a singer. How does that like show us? And they're like, Oh man, we got to make that part of your character. What yeah. The like fuck? they're probably like, what talent do you have that you could bring to the part? <laughs> we should tell our listeners 
who don't know you that in another life, uh, that's true. You were an opera performer. That's right. I was an opera singer professionally and it's what I studied in school as worthless as that sounds. And then did that professionally for a lot of years. And so you're in a, in an unusual position to judge uh, dynamos. That's right. That's exactly right. And, and can tell you that he does not have a bad voice based on the little bit that you hear him sing in this movie. What was he? Was he a soprano? What was he? uh, No, no, no. He's a, he's like a baritone, like a, like a lyric baritone. What are you? I'm so in the opera singing world of voice types, um, I fall sort of between like bass and baritone. So bass baritone hyphenated. <laughs> what, it, which is deeper bass is the deepest. Yeah. Bass or? is deeper. Yeah. True okay. bass. True, true bass is the deep, deepest voice type. Okay, cool. Yeah. And Rad. a soprano would be like a woman soprano is okay. the, no, a soprano note is like what uh buzzsaw was singing as he was getting his dick cut symmetrically in half (laughs) and like what about um so is tenors is that like the high pitched for a man yeah so that's like Pavarotti yeah um, the three tenors yeah the three wait let's just say fuck Pavarotti while we're at it Uh, is he the bad one what do you mean no, Domingo. One, Domingo. Domingo is the one that was yeah re- recently outed as a notorious right. womanizer. By the way, sorry, Pavarotti. That, fuck you, Domingo. Yeah, he, that, he well, also passed away. Yeah, Pavarotti. No, Domingo's still alive. Pavarotti died a few years back. Pavarotti Didn't was a notorious coronavirus. Um, or that or was. I, I think that was, all up. Yeah, I think you may be making that up. Domingo <laughs> got Domingo got coronavirus, but he didn't, but he die. didn't die. He didn't die. Okay. Serves <laughs> him right, man. Yeah. So he like that. That was the worst kept secret in the opera world. Like he was he was a notorious womanizer. Like his whole career, everyone like but, joked about it for well, years. Womanizer is different than being a predator. He was but, more of a predator, yeah, right? It was, but but a lot like so many people that I talked to would be like that. Just women were like struck by him but i mean that's like the that's such a misogynistic view of it he was probably mm-hmm. holding it over their heads like you know i could help your career so much if you just okay. sleep with me like dirtbag anyway i don't know that this makes the podcast but i'm glad I we were know. talking yeah, about yeah, it yeah, absolutely <laughs> so then we get dynamo sauntering over to amber and it looks like he's saying something but there's no sound maybe they cut the dialogue that he was saying yeah um and this we see bit it, of the movie is weird yeah because it just cuts to their outside struggling right. with each other right and and we see his like circuit board costume getting closer and closer and amber's screaming and then richards hears the scream from where he is mm-hmm. and uh Outside, yeah, Richard sees Dynamo trying to overtake Amber, who's calling Richard's name, and he comes to the rescue. Hey, Lighthead! Hey, Christmas tree! <laughs> those are fucking terrible lines. Those like, are awful. Did those Were those written in a script, or were they just made up on the set? I think that probably he had a list of things that he could call him, and they are like, probably the Starsky was like, Hey man, Starsky. Star, <laughs> Starsky was like, just, just shout a couple, like whatever would, whatever you think the character would say. Um, Starsky needed Hutch there to rein him in. <laughs> I will say that we get, we get a really clever bit of, um, a musical addition from Faltermeyer to add. Yeah. Um, he adds the ride of the Valkyries from Richard Vog- Ricard Wagner, Richard. He's German folks. Ricard. Okay. Richard. It was cool. <laughs> I think we're going to be good friends after all. Richard. Richard. <laughs> oh, man. We needed how How much more awesome would this movie have been if Kurtwood Smith had played Weiss? Or if Verhoeven had directed. 
Oh, yeah, this movie would have kicked ass if Verhoeven had directed. Oh, that movie, it would have fucked even, even harder, harder on another level. Um, so anyway, yeah, good job, Faltermeyer, for using some opera music that in the was background. Nice. That was a great touch. Yeah. Um, Dynamo knocks Amber out with some yellow lightning, which I guess is his stun lightning because it's a different color than, than kill lightning. Why not just kill her? I don't know. It was because, odd. Probably because he wants a warm body when he tries to have sex with her. And you know yeah, that's Dynamo's got some demons. You know that Dynamo does Dynamo have sex on live TV with his does with his victims and the people watch it. We're going to get some more detail on that in the final chapter, yeah. I think. But yeah, so, Dynamo's got some weird kinks. So he's got different colors of lightning, yellow lightning stuns. Then he shoots blue lightning at Richards and misses, but misses, yeah. he gets in his cart and starts chasing him while he's singing opera again and it was here <laughs> it was here that i noticed that he's got the doom buggy with the night rider kit light on the front yes um, it's also here that uh <laughs> richard says follow me light bulb that's what i'm saying is like they just gave him a list and they're like you choose what you want to say it's like choose your own adventure <laughs> arnold probably ate it up he was like i'm improvising <laughs> <laughs> so anyway he tries to chase richards up a scrap heap like a dumbass and flips his cart how what does he how does he not know what his vehicle is capable of doing or not doing? I feel like that because blew he, my mind that he, he even tried that same. I was, th I just don't understand in what world that makes sense. Um, <laughs> but then he's like pleading for help. He's like, yeah. Cut, go to commercial as Richards is like walking up with a steel rod. Richards has come to finish the job. Yeah. Do you think that cut go to commercial is like code for come rescue me or that he didn't want to die on screen? Oh, um, I think it was, I think it was cut to commercial and send out all the backup army. That's probably waiting just off camera to make sure that, you know, that the good guys don't win. And do you think that given, given a, like in a similar situation, like if, if sub zero had, and this, this made me start to think about this in a situation where a contestant had a stalker cornered mm -hmm. and then you like cut go to go to commercial would like troops or police run in and kill. And that's mm. why the stalkers have never died. They never die. It's probably happened before, right? Like that, you that, a, yeah. that a contestant has gotten a stalker in a bad position. Yeah. My guess would be that they would run in, maybe take the weapon away from, uh, and you know, from the, the competitor. Footage, yeah. They might either doctor the footage or it might just be a, let's just reset, get them back to equal footing. And resume and the then battle. Continue. Interesting. Well, Maybe. the audience in the studio is screaming for Richard to kill him, a la Gladiator. Yes. Um, but Richard says he won't kill a helpless person. Not even sadistic <laughs> scum like you. The audience <laughs> does not appreciate the show of mercy. Unlike unlike Gladiator, where they sort of when Maximus becomes Maximus the Merciful. That's right. You know, when he won't kill this audience, like turned on him. I mean, these people are terrible are, people, right? Fucking ruthless. America of 2017 <laughs> in Stephen King's mind is terrible. Uh, um, uh, you know, no comment. Then we get the exchange between Richards and Amber. What happened to Buzzsaw? <laughs> he had to split. Oh, God. It's Jesus like, Christ. A kiss offline for something that happened five minutes ago. <laughs> you get let, double. Let him go. This movie's got double kiss offlines for it's like almost every big kill. Nuts. Um, Wild. Back in the studio, Killian's trying to mollify the the crowd and spin it as 
Um, it's incredible. The stalk isn't over till the fat lady sings. Um, then <laughs> fireball played by legendary NFL fullback. Jim Brown is summoned to wardrobe as the show cuts to commercial, which I almost didn't even recognize Jim Brown, the Jim Brown of today, you know, is, is really showing his age, but well, man, yeah, Jim Brown like, of 1987 looked like young and spry and like he could still whip somebody's ass. I loved the, the hairstyle that they had on him, yeah, like the salt and pepper, the, like Mohawk deal going oh, on. Yeah, Fucking it was, awesome. It was he, killer, man. He looked, he looked like, um, like an X-Men character to me and I can't picture exactly who he would have been but he looked <laughs> like he's just so like larger than life and a lot of charisma for someone that didn't train as an actor or something like that like on screen he's got like big personality oh yeah he retired from football young i mean he retired in his prime and and went into doing movies and did like you know black exploitation stuff yeah. and shit like the dirty dozen or something movies like this yeah. i think um also, when after Killian calls for Fireball, then he announces that it's like the halftime show. Right. Back in the arena, Richards and Amber go back for Laughlin, who appears, of course, to be mortally wounded. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't really tell where he's wounded or how. It didn't seem I, I that feel like bad it, in the moment, I but is like it up it, around his neck? I feel like it must have been like in his chest and it just was like real deep and he's got internal bleeding and he's like slowly he's bleeding out. It's like, it's like when you get gut shot, it probably went into his intestine and he's just not going to make it. Laughlin Mm -hmm. tells them that the rebels and why they wouldn't have like why this bit of information hasn't already been divulged (laughs) is beyond me. But Laughlin tells Uh them that the rebels have a hidden broadcast center in quadrant four and that if they can get the code to them, they can take down ICS. This this is where the plot becomes a little bit more ludicrous. Yeah, it's like... A, so the rebels are set up in, in the, the lion's den, essentially, and so close to the to the uplink site, yet they never found it before. It reminds me of the line in Two Towers. The close we are to danger, the further we are from harm. <laughs> There's some logic to that. I yeah, like absolutely, it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they would never expect us to be hiding right under their exactly. nose. Yeah. So Laughlin says, don't let us die for nothing, which is, that's hard. I don't want to be, the, I don't want to be the only asshole in heaven. I yeah. think it's a which weird is, line. It's sort of a touching moment there. We sort of get, there's an understanding between Laughlin and Richards, but uh, I think Laughlin and Richards are always like a little bit of kindred spirits. Uh, you know, totally, they were cut 100%. from the same cloth. Mr. Katanga, um, Laughlin <laughs> dies. And that's, that is the real turning point for Richards. Richards is now mm. fully on board, even though I still think it would have made more sense for him to try to like get to the, their uplink studio that they have in the, in the game and then to find out right. about his brother, but whatever we can, we can use the anger for Laughlin dying to be to what, the catalyst for really making Richards on board with this plan. Finally, dude, I love Yafit Koto. Yeah. As an actor, I've never seen him in anything where he didn't give a solid performance. He's excellent. And he was awesome in uh, alien. Come on. That's Uh, all. He did a bunch of like black exploitation flicks as well. I mean, he did, you know, he was never like the big a list star, Mm -hmm. but he did some big a list movies. I mean, it doesn't get bigger than a James Bond movie. Not bigger than a James Bond movie or one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Yeah. So he's he's just and he just every time killer performance. Yeah. Then we get we get this line from Richard saying it should have been him that died 
but mm. Laughlin saved me, and and honor is. What is a big he hearkening back to the Sub Zero save? Think, um, that save. Well, or did he, he push, save him from Buzzsaw? He pushed him out of the way as Buzzsaw yeah. was barreling okay. down on him. I think he saved him twice, really. Um, right then, Killian comes up on the monitor on a private <laughs> call just between them to tell Richards that he'll offer him a three-year stalker contract if he wants it. It's weird. He's like, we'll give you a beachfront <laughs> condo and we'll give you a, a, a cadre line of credit. Like, I'm not this sure. This is a standard deal for a network stalker. <laughs> what, Richards what, is not going for it. What do you think Richards... Let's say Richards says, okay... What do you think his per, like his stalker personality would have been hypothetically? Oh my goodness. He'd probably just be like um like a paramilitary yeah, he doesn't guy. doesn't strike me as the he doesn't strike me as the gimmicky, you know. Maybe they try to play in somehow the fact that he's like a helicopter pilot his name would be Chopper. Ooh, uh, interesting. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> He's always flying choppers in movies. Arnold's very fixated on helicopters in all of his films. Um, right. Anyway, Richards is not going for it. He is not having this idea. He says that he's looking forward to killing Killian and smashes. <laughs> I hope you have enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it on your stomach and bring it on that spine. <laughs> he just like smashes that camera and lets out the epic Arnold scream. I feel like there's one moment in every Arnold movie where he really gets to cut loose in <laughs> Commando. In Commando, I feel like it was where it was during his fight with Bill Duke in the hotel, uh, where he really gets to like cut loose and let a, and let a line go. And this yeah. was that opportunity in the movie where he got to like really double down on a line and let it go. I Ki- love that little monologue. Yeah, Killian. To his credit, he looks a little concerned. It's at this point that um, he gets a, a phone call from the attorney general and shoes everyone out. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would be concerned too. Like this, Richards is. He, I said before, he is, he is pretty damn murderous. Like he he's, is enjoying killing people. He's a fly in the ointment, Hans. The, <laughs> the monkey, monkey in the, the wrench. <laughs> the pain uh, in the ass. Fireball at that moment, Jim Brown, armed with a flamethrower, mm. enters the arena. In a I guess this is the end of the halftime show. Yeah, like presumably the little back and forth that was private was during halftime. Right, right. He was getting his makeup done, touched up. Um, Jim Brown assume enters. That, wait, assume that Richards had taken the deal. Yeah. Then what would have happened when they came back from the halftime break? Like, oh, so uh, sorry. That's the show for the day. Richards is going to be a stalker now. I think I think the audience probably would have been into it. Yeah, they were loving watching Richards kill. Yeah, Richards. Richards was like pressing all of their buttons, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) Getting their they were getting their rocks off. This is, they sound like, yeah, that, that audience was comprised of people like your grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Into those muscles, baby. They like the sweaty muscles. That's right. Um, so we didn't see Jim Brown fly into the arena with a flamethrower and a rocket pack. The crowd yeah. is chanting his name. He's wearing some like chain mail, which I like. I always, I don't know. I like chain mail, like out of context of like a, like a night or something like that. Um, the photography of that part is very cool with the flames, like against the dark background. It's like these bright kind of pink flames, right? It was very very cool. cool. Yeah. Anyway, he takes off to face Richards and Amber at that same time. I think captain freedom is kind of like waiting in the wings. Yeah. Then he looks uh, more than a little nervous about what's happening. He knows, he knows the score and probably he knows what kind of a man Richards is because no one's ever taken out this many yeah. Or maybe ever taking out stalkers. So uh, it's at this moment in the studio, Killian is asking an elderly audience member, and this 
this woman's the fucking balls. <laughs> she is awesome. She he's asking her which stalker she thinks will make the next kill. That's right. And, and she oh I Ben Richards. <laughs> and she's like he's like no 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 yeah, yeah, got, you, you, you can't choose a, a runner. You like and she says I can pick anyone I choose. Her name is Agnes. <laughs> yeah, Agnes. I choose Ben Richards. That boy's one mean motherfucker. <laughs> she's awesome i swear i know her from other shows but i don't know what but her she had a familiar face people being mean motherfuckers is like d'souza's favorite thing to write in a script oh what else was that in of his? commando the, the guard of the mall uh, one gigantic motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker there there's another one that we that we did recently um where surely someone, there was stuff in die hard where someone was a bad motherfucker Oh, he, uh, did, he, didn't, he didn't write RoboCop. You're though. gonna be a bad motherfucker. No, he didn't write RoboCop. He should have written uh, Predator, where it was yes. like you're one ugly motherfucker. It's a, it was big in the '80s to say you are one something motherfucker. But yeah, that was I. I loved that. Agnes was feisty. Yes, man. <laughs> we then see we we cut outside to the game. The gamblers on the streets of L.A. and those guys are betting on Richards. People yes. are digging. They immediately buy into this idea. The odds are immediately going one hundred to one. I mean, this is full on gladiator where yeah, it is. Everyone embraces Maximus, and all of a sudden, you know the the Roman leadership is starting to lose its grip on the people. Um. As they're stumbling through the arena, Richards is bitching, saying he doesn't know what Laughlin was saying about a secret broadcast. I love, I love the mm-hmm. conversation, though, between Richards and Amber. Me and my big mouth, we should have taken that trip to Hawaii. <laughs> I had the show for it, but you fucked it up. <laughs> That's like, it's weird banter. But it's yeah, it's so like, it's odd. That's like so setting them up. This, this odd, it totally is. There's a level of camp in his writing, but I'm, <laughs> I'm still into it. And it's just then at that moment that Fireball finds them. Uh, uh-huh. they, they start to run and he's now Fireball's chasing them on foot. The guy is in chain mail and carrying a backpack with, I guess, a propane tank and a flamethrower. It's got to weigh 100 pounds, his gear on the I, back. I guess yeah. the only way that you justify it is by saying it's Jim Brown. It's fucking Jim Brown. And, and he and that he like his career was running. And they're so, running they're a whole sequence. They're all running pretty slow. Very slowly. Very slowly. Somehow he gets the drop on them and starts shooting flames. They run again. He's in hot yeah. pursuit. They wind up like in a sort of a warehouse type area and Richards is he's told Amber to go ahead and try to hide. And he's yeah. chucking these big barrels chucking at him. barrels. He knocks over. It's the, like old Donkey Kong style. Like. Yeah, he, he <laughs> knocks over the very last barrel that's filled with, you guessed Some it, flammable something liquid. flammable. <laughs> There's a huge explosion, but Fireball walks right through the wall of flame. Somehow, Which I makes guess. sense. His suit should be fireproof. That's true. It's it's aluminum. It's like foil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a conductor. Um, as Richards turns to run, he picks up a flare from somewhere, just mm-hmm. laying there on the ground. Um, Amber finds a locker room type place to hide where it's just chocked full of corpses. Um, yes. And she and she sees on their on their Adidas suits, I guess, or on the lockers <laughs> that well, some of them had dog tags, on, right, which was right. strange um, that these guys were previous seasons winners. Yeah, uh, shit. The guys that were supposed to have won and partying in Hawaii with right. the models so or the whatever public, public lied to again. It's very convenient <laughs> that they were wearing 
dog tags right because otherwise i don't know that you could identify them but right they're corpses so at that moment (laughs) fireball finds her and has her cornered dead to rights in the locker room that's when she's like she says to fireball these are last season's winners and he's like no last season's losers nice nice line excellent writing the body the bodies did they seem burned up to you like did fireball they just burn those dudes or were they just just, decaying they just seemed decayed to me like they could have been killed in any one of a number of ways and just had been left there in that room it sort of reminded me of the scene in hot fuzz where Nicholas yeah. Angel, where Nicholas <laughs> Angel finds, or... he finds the catacombs with all the the <laughs> crusty jugglers and a great big bushy beard. Yeah, he finds the gypsies and crusty jugglers <laughs> in the bottom. Crusty jugglers, <laughs> crusty jugglers. Yeah, uh, I l- but, fucking love that. It's Edgar amazing. Wright, I wonder. I wonder if Edgar. Oh, I wonder brilliant. if Edgar Wright got that moment. If the inspiration from that moment from this scene, I bet he did. It could be. I guarantee he did. The audio montage during that scene of Hot Fuzz, though, kills me all that. The crusty jugglers. Great uh, big bushy beard. I need to go back and rewatch that. I've seen that movie a thousand times, but fuck it. So good. Anyway, Richards drops from the ceiling and yanks the (laughs) yanks the fuel hose out of the flamethrower. Yeah. Fuel spraying everywhere. And at that moment, Richards tosses that aforementioned flare along with the, the line. How about a light? There's a huge explosion. And then we get what a hothead. So not one, but he's, two kiss off. He's line. zinging them. Just zinging them. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> you could but, have edited one of those out. Yeah, yeah, every, no. every time you just need one, not two. Maybe Arnold had last right of refusal. Do half as much. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I want them both in there, baby. But then that's what I'm like. So, so fireball suit is not that fireproof because he's no, burning he, up. He in is it now. now dead as a doornail. The crowd is cheering Richard's latest kill. Others are stunned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's at that moment that we get an intercom call. Captain freedom to wardrobe, captain freedom to wardrobe. Right. Well, now wait a second. So there are cameras in the locker room where fireball got killed. Right. Well, maybe they, they saw this they had the to audience. Have, did. Yeah. So they would have seen the other previous winners maybe were killed and not sent to Hawaii then right maybe maybe there's a delay on how fast people see the footage and that they yeah. could cut that part out and maybe, maybe also she she didn't maybe they cut to like they immediately cut and it was just it was after she said that part and he says last season's losers that's and so, true and so all you see is him like hulking over ready to burn her seeing is believing seeing is believing my friend mm. um captain freedom enters the production room wearing what looks like a microwave (laughs) it It was the worst it doesn't make any sense it's like all kinds of like chromed out metal thing and he's like i'm not going on Uh, yeah killian tells him it's not a request it's an order but he's saying i don't want to wear all this ridiculous shit like it seemed like he when he started out there was more honor Right. And whatever this used to be than what it is now. Yeah, he said he calls it. He said, when I started out, it was it was the sport was about death and honor. We had the code of the gladiators. And mm. I love the intensity from the body. The body's a good actor. I guess when you're a pro wrestler, that's part of the part of the deal. Yeah. But he, he really dials it up in that in that uh, that moment. And Killian says it's not a game and that Richards is starting to win the crowd mm. over. Yeah, it, it's at this moment that. uh Killian tells Sven, I fucking love this moment. He tells, he tells Sven to get Jesse out of there, berating him as, as he does. Steroids make you deaf. 
But I, I love, I love the breath of hesitation from Sven, and then the, just the look at at Jesse Venturi, like, "Come on, man, just do me a solid and get out of here, so we don't have to fight." What do you think's going on with Captain Freedom? Is he like, is he disillusioned or is he scared? I think that he just he he knows that, however it gets played out, that it's not going to be the right thing. That that if Richards is good enough to win his way out of the game, he should be allowed to win. Right. I think like it so. shouldn't be that like we're just going to keep sending more and more guys after him. And maybe also that type of thing. And maybe also whether or not Captain Freedom was going to go into the arena. They wanted to get some like live fighting. I don't know, because the deep fake that comes up later with them, like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I think he is just supposed to be disillusioned. Also, probably he doesn't want to die. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's he likes his workout show and being the guy hosting yeah. from the locker room and all that. Um, this whole bit is kind of like it's like Gladiator, you know, where the crowd starts backing Maximus. Yeah, absolutely. Or like uh, Rocky Four, where the Russians go uh, pro Rocky. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, we cut over to Richards and Amber, who are still looking for the rebel base slash broadcast center. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, some gates close around them and they're trapped. Oh, shit. They're what, trapped. Cliffhanger. What do, we, what do they do? <laughs> We'll have to find out next time in oh. the exciting conclusion and final episode, the ultimate I, episode, <laughs> the ultimate. I cannot wait, my friend, in our series on running man. I cannot wait. We'll be back 